Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast. Uh, I'm back, Blaine, as you know, and our OG, she's back in the house. <laughs> she's not on vacation. She's not with the kiddos anymore. <laughs> Welcome back, Sue. Hello, everybody. It's good to have Sue back. Um, as most of you know, Sue completed all of season one or... Um, I don't yeah. know, what do we call it, epilogue one? I don't know. These are chapters. What's the, What are those segments in between? What do they call those? If you have like a book that has like 10 chapters and then it stops and it goes to like, then then you have another set of chapters. What are those called? In a book where it divides up chapters. Um, hmm, I don't know. You know There's what I'm couple, talking about Yes, though? I know what you're talking about. Like part one, part right. two is usually, I was just reading a book that had like a part one and a part two. Right. So yeah. Parts. Well, technically, I guess we call them seasons, but yes. so uh, Sue is back for season two. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you were here, you debuted when we had yes. um, the uh, first chapter one, one. Yep. Um, but we've had some programmers that have mm-hmm. been on the last two chapters, if you guys didn't know about that. So um, we love for people to read the chapters in order. There's no point in skipping yeah. around, right? So if you've, if you've missed a few, definitely head back, listen mm-hmm. to one, two, and three. Um, but we've got a very routine style um, podcast for you today. Yeah. Um, as you know, there's been some Valentine's Day stuff in the in previous um, chapters, but we're going to touch on new releases. My building updates is going to be just a one-liner. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot for you guys today. Um, I'll go through more of the programming updates for March. Um, and then I will do our renowned trivia game with Sue. Oh, God. You guys have been used to it with <laughs> um, a few different people lately. And they, to be fair, they did very well. And maybe my okay. questions were easy. Yeah, well, okay. Thanks. So maybe maybe <laughs> these aren't easy. Be prepared to be disappointed, people. <laughs> yes. And then usually I like to wait until the um, person is on for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we do have a special guest today. It yes. is Ryan Waller, our city manager. So, um, and... If you guys remember from chapter or season one mm-hmm. and those chapters, every time we had a special guest, it was only Sue who was able to ask questions, mm-hmm. but we've upgraded our equipment yeah. and we have more, equ- well, not upgraded. We've just gotten more yes. of our equipment. Yes. And so I, is this is the first time for me that I get to sit and talk and ask questions mm-hmm. to a special guest. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, let's jump into it. So okay. Sue, you've got uh, three new releases mm-hmm. um, that are coming out or have come out. They, they have come out. Okay. Yes. Let's hear it. I want to hear about The Power of the Dog. Okay. So The Power of the Dog is by Thomas Savage. And a lot of people don't realize this is actually, it's a new book to us, but this book actually came out in 1967. So it's been rediscovered and it's actually a movie on Netflix and it was just nominated for so many Oscars. Um, Jane Campion is the director. She was nominated. Um, all of the actors and actresses were nominated. The movie was nominated uh, for Movie of the Year. And this is a Western. And um, it is about two brothers who uh, have a, a, a ranch together and a woman and her son who come to stay on the ranch. And... Um, all sorts of things happen, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'll just I'll just read from the back of this book. Um, let's see, from the novel, novel startling first paragraph to its very last word, Thomas Savage's voice and the intense passion of his characters holds readers in thrall. This um, book is getting the movie is getting tons and tons and tons of buzz. Um, I have not read it, uh, but. When I saw that they had new um, 
issues or editions available, I had to get it for our library. We do have a few copies in our library. And um, I just wanted people to be aware that this actually was a book. And um, the author died, I believe, in 2003. Mm. Um, so he's been gone for a while. Um, he actually, it's kind of interesting, the author was born in 1915. Wow. And... Um, Incredibly, he was um, a Guggenheim Fellowship recipient in 1980. So he he had been working um, on writing for decades yeah. before um, this was published and before he was kind of recognized as this amazing writer. So um, it's unfortunate that that he's not alive today to see what's happened with his right. his words. But The Power of the Dog by Thomas Savage. If you have seen the movie or you've heard about the movie, know that there is a book that the movie was based on and it is available at the library. Very nice. And I do see the sticker on that book says 10 day checkout. So that is a quick yeah, pick. This correct? is a quick pick. Yep. yep. But we do have some that you can check out for 21 days. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Um, as you guys know, um, 10, 12 chapters that we're in at the moment. Um, I love to go on Goodreads and look at reviews. So Carrie from Goodreads says, if you value an interesting story, a beautiful and unusual writing style, and descriptions that make you pause to completely absorb their depth, this novel is for you. They say a good book is timeless, and this one fits the bill. Even though it was written back in the 60s, some may dismiss it as a cowboy story, but it is so much more. Yes. Yes. Very nice. So that is The Power of the Dog available. And all of these books today are available at our library, the mm -hmm. Uptown Library. Um, the, obviously, they're, they're available through the Metro Library Network as well. But we have them. And I don't know if there's any queue holds on them at the moment, correct? I'm not sure. Okay. But if there is, make sure to get one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next okay. up, you have The Homicide and Halo Halo. Actually, it's hollow, hollow. Okay. <laughs> I actually went on to Google and said, how do I pronounce this? Because I wanted to make sure. Okay, it's not halo, it's, halo. It's, it's hollow, it's hollow. It's spelled like halo. So yes, that's why I it said looks it. like halo. I'm a gamer. Uh, okay. Yes, I guess. <laughs> this is by um, Mia Menensala. And this is the second mystery in the Tita Rose's Kitchen Mysteries. And I read the first one, which was um, Arsenic and Adobo, and it was fantastic. Loved it. So the new one has just come out in the last week and uh, returns to um, the same uh, family. They're Fili Filipino-Americans, and they live in the um, fictional town of Shady Palms, Illinois. Mm. And they own uh, a restaurant, Tita Rosie's Kitchen. And uh, the main character is, uh, what is her name here? Da, da, da. Lila. And uh, she works with she works at her aunt's restaurant. And mm -hmm. now in this second book, she has an opportunity to open another restaurant with her best friend, Bernadette. Um, but she's kind of like holding off on it. And uh, the town decides to resurrect the Miss Teen Shady Palms pageant. Mm. <laughs> and of course, Lila had won this title years ago um and her friend bernadette wasn't real happy about that but apparently the head judge of the pageant is murdered and bernadette becomes the main suspect mm. so now um lila has to uh try and solve this mystery so uh i wanted to mention this and i know it's the second in the series but this was such a great i don't i guess you could call it a cozy mystery but it's just a really fun uh, mystery series and I really loved learning about the Filipino culture and their yeah. food especially oh my gosh the food so um, definitely give this one 
a try if you like it. Um, I would probably start with arsenic and adobo first, since mm-hmm. that was the first. Yep. And these build on each other, but this is homicide in hollow hollow. Paige from Goodreads says, this was a great sequel. I just love the foodie aspects of these books. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Combining food and a murder mystery is such a fun idea. I enjoyed the positive and healthy outlook on therapy and inclusiveness and learning to accept that generational tendencies don't need to be continued. Mm-hmm. So that is homicide and hollow hollow. There you go. I got it. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know, they always say about readers when you, when you can tell someone who reads a lot and they read to themselves a lot because when they go to pronounce words, they're mm-hmm. completely wrong because in your head they sound right Well, because you don't ever read them out loud or you don't hear them out loud. Right. So I was like, I better check it. And it's sure. a book about food. So I'm like, yeah. halo ice cream. Yes. No, I want ho- that. No, one. not. No. Hollow, hollow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we're thinking about food now. So. <laughs> Very nice. The last one you have is Lost in the Valley of Death. Yes. This is nonfiction. It's by Harley Rustad. And the subtitle is A Story of Obsession and Danger in the Himalayas. And this is about a young American hitchhiker. Um, His name is Justin Alexander Shetler. And uh, he loved to travel, and particularly in India. India has a lot of draw for people who are looking for... Um, to find themselves, to find some peace, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, he it was in his early 30s. He quit his job to go over to um, India. And he gets to, uh, this takes place in 2016, he gets to a place called the Parvati Valley, which is a very remote and rugged corner of the Himalayas. And there's all sorts of like mysteries there and it's it's kind of one of these places where you gotta gotta be careful when you go there but um he ends up disappearing and uh no one can find him his family tries to find him all these people try to find him so this book is all about um justin and the search for justin and kind of what what people think may have happened but the interesting thing about this is that there are at least two dozen tourists who have also disappeared in this particular area the the parvati valley mm-hmm. um, in india so uh it, if you like john krakauer's um into the wild this would also probably be of interest to you because it is about a young man on a spiritual journey yep uh and of course things don't go really well for this person so um really interesting book so that is Lost in the Valley of Death. Sean from Goodreads says, expertly investigated and brilliantly written by Canadian magazine editor and writer Harley Rustad. This was without a doubt one of the best works of nonfiction I've ever read. I was immersed from the beginning and held captive until the end while Rustad skillfully revived the story of Justin Alexander Shetler's disappearance through his chilling prose in this electrifying book. Mm-hmm. What a review. And I, th- I feel like I watched something on TV about this last year. Mm. I'm not sure what it was, but I, the, the story was familiar to me about this young man disappearing. So, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of interesting that a lot of people have disappeared. So yeah. it's kind of, so, you know, they're questioning who did he come in contact with? And there's lots of photographs and stuff in, in the book that show him on his journey right right up to when he disappeared. So it's, yeah, it's a really interesting, like who was involved, mm-hmm. what happened to him, what people think happened. Yeah. So yeah, good book. Very nice. So, mm-hmm. okay, so The Power of the Dog, Homicide and Hollow Hollow, Lost in the Valley of Death. These are yes. all three that Sue has told you about today. So make sure to head to our website at mm-hmm. marionpubliclibrary.org. 
um, or go to the MLN app. You can yep. see if um, holds have been already placed. Um, if they have, get in a queue. If yep. not, place your hold and pick it up probably the next day or two. So yep. um, otherwise, just stop into our library. They might be there. But mm -hmm. again, always check those online resources first. And um, you should be able to find it. If it's not available and they're all checked out, check out our online resources. We got Hoopla and um, just all these different Libby. Libby mm -hmm. Yeah. All these different online resources that you can yeah. use. So thank you. Those are, it's always great hearing those new releases. And I know it's most people's favorite part of the podcast is listening to, <laughs> listening to you. Okay. Okay. She says. <laughs> well, you know, I like talking about books, so it's no yes. problem for me. Yep. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was just going to give you a one liner for a building update. I really don't, I know usually I go kind of through a list. Mm -hmm. Um, and usually that list is provided by Bush construction. Um, a lot of what we see for February are, um, like milestones that they mm -hmm. want to hit. Um, but nothing has really changed, um, from, you know, what I told you last time, I actually just walked through the library building before, um, um, recording here. And so, um, you know, lots of furniture is, you know, being, mm -hmm. um, taken care of and, and some, everything there but um you know we're still looking for that late spring maybe early summer um grand opening so um as we know more we will let you know more but as of right now it's pretty um you know it's just the kind of just the regular day-by-day -day stuff yeah so that's what that's my building update okay short and sweet <laughs> um for programming um i did want to highlight some really fun march events that are coming up um so in um in the programming world, the Women's History Storytime, that's coming up on March 2nd, and that is from 10 to 11 a.m. That's a virtual event, um, but you do need to register on Eventbrite. Um, there's a handful of these items that the programming team has been working on that does require registration in advance. So yep. and, I will, it's, and it's Zoom, I believe, yep, too. I believe it is. And that, mm -hmm. if you register, the again, the event's on March 2nd, the um, Zoom link will be sent out to you on, like, March 1st. So you can always look for that in advance. Um our library also partnered with the Ely Public Library um, on a Spark Joy program. That program focuses on uh, cleanliness and tidiness. Mm -hmm. And that's actually an event that's from March 9th to the 11th. That's also virtual. So it's like a three-day event. Um, and you'll have links sent out to you where you can kind of watch um, this woman who invented the Spark Joy program. Marie Kondo. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, work on kind of giving you like tips and advice on how to be more cleanly and tidy in your home and just in your lifestyle and everything. And so and it's all about being organized yeah. and, and, you know, people, people laugh when she's like it, you know, get rid of all of your books. But really what she, what she means is, you know, look at what you have and when you're holding it in your hands, does it make you happy to have that? Right. Or do you just don't care about it? If you don't care about it, then then you need to probably let it go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren and I definitely go through just our general home, like mm -hmm. every, it's weird to say every quarter because mm -hmm. it sounds like a business term, but we really do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, this is something we haven't touched or wore or mm -hmm. whatever used if it's a piece of technology right. and, and this long. And it's like, it's time to go. And, and mm -hmm. it's great to donate those things because they're definitely less fortunate people out there who will find value in it or use in it. So right. um, yeah, I think that's a really great program that we're partnering with. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, always good to be more organized and more tidy, yes. uh, and, you know, yes. <laughs> so great program that is also on Eventbrite. Um, so definitely go to our website, check that out. It'll take you right there and you can register for free. Um, and then you'll get all those links sent out to you, I believe on March 8th. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, also on March 9th, 
we have an incredible um, program or panel discussion that our programming team has put together. It is the Women of Marion Past, Present, and Future uh, panel, and that is also virtual. It is from 7 to 8 p.m. Um, on March 9th. We have on that panel Annette Perry, who's the owner of West End Diner, Deb Krebel, who's our Marion Fire Chief. Um, I believe it's Emily Blom or Bloom from Foundation 2 Crisis Services. She's the Chief Executive Officer. Janelle Brower, who's the Superintendent at Marion Independent, also my other boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jill Ackerman, uh, and she is the President of the Marion Chamber of Commerce. So like a stacked yeah. list of Impressive incredible list of women. Yes, yes, women in Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of those names are familiar, familiar to yes. community members, but that's mm-hmm. just going to be a really cool panel of women and just kind of get to know them a little bit better mm-hmm. and just everything that they're about. So um, if you haven't registered for that, make sure to. That's just uh, coming up really soon here. March is going to be here before you know it. Yes, it's so, coming fast. Um, also, the Friends of the Marion Public Library, they also have their book sales on the first and third Saturday of each month in the old library lobby on 6th Ave. There's new Dial-A-Story coming up here on March 1st. And then as we go later um, into March, kind of like the second week, Teen Tech Week is coming up um, and a lot more stuff. So Mm -hmm. just stay tuned to our social media, um, our website on those sliders. There's new things happening there. So um, we've put out a lot of new and noteworthy books, staff Mm -hmm. picks on the website. So um, if if you need recommendations there, there's just a lot of good stuff out there. And then for all of our events beyond March, just check our events calendar. Um, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. And yeah. summer library program seems like it's far away, but man, no. we'll snap your fingers and it'll be right yes, here. Yes, yes. So. They're already they've been planning that stuff for a few months now because yep. a lot of planning goes into the summer summer programs and summer reading program a lot. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So those are the new releases, our building updates, and our programming and events. So now. Mm-hmm. is Sue's favorite time oh, of the entire podcast, your favorite time. <laughs> the renowned trivia game. I'll never forget at the very beginning before we recorded our first episode, I was like, we were trying to figure out like a layout of kind of what we wanted to do for the podcast. And I was like, we have to have some fun element. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts outside of our own. That's mm-hmm. selfish, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. There's a few out there, but they always have an element that's just like kind of fun. When we travel, Lauren and I listen to one and it's kind of like a trivia game for mm-hmm. like an hour. And it's just fun to like kind of compete mm-hmm. and go back and forth and we're competitive in that nature. But I knew this would be uh, a fan favorite. So <laughs> she's just smirking <laughs> over here. I'm really not that bad at trivia, but I'm really bad at it when I've got a microphone in front of me. <laughs> Our brain does go aloof. You know, um, it's not trivia, but um, James has put uh, at least me onto it lately, and I don't do it every day, but Wordle, mm-hmm. some of you guys listening probably know what that is. It's mm-hmm. just you go on, on your browser, on your phone, or um, on a computer, and it's a five-letter word, and it's like, man... You put in one word and then you're like, oh, you might have a few letters, right? Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just definitely Google it. But um, it's just a fun, like almost like brain exercise. Yeah, it's good for your brain. And it's like, man, you finally figure out that first letter of the word. And then you're trying to think of five letter words that start mm-hmm. with that. And I had one just the other day that I was like, I didn't even know that was a word. I don't know how I solved <laughs> it, but um, and yeah. you only have like what? Six tries. Six tries. Yeah. So if it's it's green, if it's in the correct spot and it's mm-hmm. like orangish yellow, if it's 
a correct letter but not in the right spot and then it's just gray if you got it wrong so. i read something somewhere i don't do wordle because i don't want i don't need another thing to be obsessed over yeah. <laughs> but i read something i think it was on twitter uh that P, this person said that they were absolutely amazed and so very pleased that there was like this general consensus around the world that no one spoils the wordle every day yeah nobody gives it away because you know what they're everybody's doing? quiet about it so what they're doing on twitter is they will show um six boxes basically mm-hmm. um so it'd be a five across linear and then vertically six boxes in a like almost graph format mm-hmm. and they will color the boxes on twitter mm. for how many attempts it like mm-hmm. basically they'll color their boxes green mm-hmm. or yellow or all green and mm-hmm. how many attempts it got so that's kind of their way of showing people I got it right today. Yes. In this many tries. Yes. People are so, posting their Wordle scores. <laughs> yes. I guess I can say the word and I, and I know this word. I can say the word that was the other day because I don't think it'll come up for ever right, again. Right. But the word was cynic. Oh. And I've used the word cynical mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. Um, but S-Y-N-I-C. And I was... S? Oh, so, I'm sorry. C. I said S. I said S. <laughs> C-Y-N-I-C. <laughs> Spell check. <laughs> yeah. I spelled it wrong. No. Yes. You're right. C-Y-N-I-C. And mm-hmm. I, it, it was like, I knew it was C-Y-N and I was like, I could mm-hmm. not think of a word because I knew I had Y mm-hmm. and I had C and N in the right spot. C and N, not C and N. Um, and I was like, what word is this? Because mm-hmm. then you're running through the vowels and you're yeah. like, it can't be that. It just... And everybody gets the same word. So it's not like everybody gets a random word. Everybody gets the same word. Yep. So it's amazing that I've never seen a spoiler. Yeah. At all. So incredible. So anyways, that is beyond the point. Mm -hmm. We are here to do trivia with Sue. I have five questions today. Recently, I've had in previous chapters six to seven questions. Mm -hmm. So you're getting off the hook with five. But um, I think, uh, I don't know. Stretch my brain. I'd like to say that I've like... um, made a skill kind of gap of like, oh, this is, um, or these are harder questions mm-hmm. today. These are easier. I, I don't know if these are hard or easy. So I guess we'll, find we'll just out. start with the first one. Again, mm-hmm. I will let everybody know if she gets it wrong, you are going to hear this noise. And if she gets it right, you're going to hear James T and Sparkles. <laughs> the first question is, which author wrote the Winnie the Pooh books? A.A. A. Milne. That is correct. Very good, Sue. Mm-hmm. Question two. Where where were the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II? I'm going to say Fort Knox. That is correct. I I've, thought you were going to ask me where they were, you know, signed or whatever. No. I was going to say Philadelphia. Yeah. Nope. Where they were stored. That's good. Um, I love doing trivia too. Cause like we'll put the podcast on in the car mm-hmm. and then we'll skip to the trivia real quick and make my <laughs> wife do it <laughs> to see if she's right. I think she's going to know that one cause she yeah. was U S history major, yeah. but, um, or history major, but specified in U S history. So she'll know that one. Hopefully if she gets it wrong. I'll report back in the next chapter, Okay. which, okay. Question three, Sue's two of two, which two U S states do not observe daylight savings time. Arizona. You were just there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Indiana. Is it Ohio? No. That's where I almost died. Hawaii? Yeah. Uh, Hawaii does not. Well, I got, I got half of it right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I think 
So daylight savings time, what did, we're switching to March and what? You spring ahead and fall back. Um, yeah, so it's coming up pretty quickly. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and they don't participate then, mm-hmm. but from like, what is it? August till March, they do participate or no, it just it's stays n- the same. Yeah. It just stays the yeah. same. November okay. is usually when we So when we spring back. ahead here in March, mm-hmm. they don't, they just remain mm-hmm. the same. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I know how daylight savings time works. I just, mm-hmm. it's, it's I, so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think everybody's like, why do we have it? Blah, blah, blah this and that. The reason mm-hmm. it really exists is because of farmers. Mm-hmm. because they can be out in the fields. Right. I mean, anymore with the technology, Jesus, they could be doing crops at two in the morning, but right. really, right. Um, which at, I'm sure they have, I believe doing. in the history mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. daily saving yes. times, the history band, it was because of farmers needed, yes. needed yeah. sunlight. So there you go. Okay. Three. Oh, oh, sorry. Two or three. You got, you got like, sorry, two and a half out of three. She got one state, right? <laughs> okay. What I think, I don't know if you're going to get this one. I'm, I'm interested in what color eyes do most humans have? brown wow she did it i just read something about that did you yeah well that's not that fair. it's like over 50 percent of people have brown eyes yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and i yeah I, I mean i have brown eyes so you know and i don't we're dominant <laughs> <laughs> i'm unique oh <laughs> i have amber eyes <laughs> yeah. okay you were just around a baby so we'll see if you mm-hmm. get this question right the final question you're three and a half out of four mm-hmm which bone are babies born without? This is a hard one. And I guess um, I, I don't know if I would, it's hard because like it's, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the word bone in the term. Right. Well, they're, the top of their head is not fully formed. Mm-hmm. So they have, that's what their soft spot is up right. there. So. But is that a bone? Well, that's like. Really? I mean, like their, a, their skull is not completely put together right um what bone are kids not born with huh there's two of them oh great no not like two separate it's the same thing but there's two of them in your body on your body and i i wish i knew like at what age it did develop but i i just find it really interesting i don't know and kind of it's, it doesn't make me queasy, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I have no idea. Okay. You're just giving up. You want me to tell you? Yeah. It's the kneecap. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. Like you would never. No. <laughs> it sounds I would really never weird. Guess, I would never guess the kids aren't born with <laughs> kneecaps. Like, I feel like the next time I see a baby, I'm just going to like put my hand on its <laughs> knees to see like, is it there? Like what, then what is wow. there? Wow. What is yeah, there? I don't know. Just jello? I don't know. <laughs> it just falls wow, apart. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't I, know that. I thought that was one of the most interesting mm-hmm. trivia facts I've learned today. Mm-hmm. So anyways, well, that's okay. You okay. were like three and a half out of five. That's uh, more than 50%. So. Four and a half. No. Did you? No, because you no, just I got did. kneecap right. Yes, wrong. yes, yes, that's right. Three and a half. See, Gosh, see, I, Sue's I, trying to trick me. See, she's, I am not a mathematical wizard. She's back on the podcast and she's trying to trick me. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, we always love having you on Trivia, Sue, and we'll have to. I don't think those were super hard questions. Some of them no. were just more unique yes. than anything. Yes. So, awesome. Okay, Sue. Well, now's that special time of the podcast mm-hmm. where we get to introduce our special guest. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, we have our new city manager who has started in November. Yes. Um, Ryan Waller, welcome to the podcast. 
Well, Welcome. Thank you. Thank, you. thank <laughs> yeah. you for inviting me. This Absolutely. Is very exciting. We are super excited to have you on the podcast. Um, it's always great to just get people like you introduced to the community, and this mm-hmm. is a great outlet for it. So um, we want to let you kind of talk a little bit about yourself. So I'm going to jump into question one for you. Okay. Um, we're always interested in discovering how people evolve into their current career. So can you tell our audience where you started, how you became a city manager, and what uh, what career, um, did you expect to have? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> it's a loaded question. It's a lot. <laughs> well, well, sit down and <laughs> strap in here. Um, so when I look back, uh, it's, it's really about the people that influenced me. And, um, my younger brother is actually the one that sort of introduced me to the concept of local government. Uh, he, would work part-time in the summers uh, while he was in high school at our town hall. And uh, a couple summers he got me in and I did things like read water meters and took, took in water bills. Mm. Uh, and it just so happened while I was there, I ran into uh, an employee who was going to grad school for uh, public administration never really thought anything of it until I was in either junior or senior year uh, at the University of Iowa, and the city manager for Iowa City, Steve Atkins, came in and talked about the profession. And it was it was the the class I was taking was actually a local government class. And I said, "Geez, I I know this, and I know this. Oh, I, I understand this." <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I was getting ready to graduate, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I came across an ad in the paper looking for a finance clerk with the city of Highland Park. And I applied and I got a call from a gentleman by the name of Tim Weiberg, who was a deputy city manager at the time. He said, Ryan, I got good news and bad news. Okay. He said, the bad news is we're not going to hire you for this finance clerk. I said, well, okay. (laughs) What's the good news? He said, we have this internship that's available in the city manager's office. And we see that uh, in your application, you made note of pursuing a master's in public administration. We have this internship couples with one of the programs uh, at Northern Illinois University where, where I went on to get my master's mm-hmm. from. Why don't you come in and let's interview for that? We interviewed and I was offered the job and he said, we're only going to give you the, the position if you go on because uh, go on to, to uh, grad school because I had originally thought of going at nights um, mm-hmm. and kind of work my way through it yep and he said I, you gotta you gotta enroll and uh, I was fortunate uh, Northern Illinois at the time had the number two ranked uh, master's program in the country it was behind Kansas which was historically number one yeah and uh, it was great because the program, uh, would waive your tuition and all you had to do was pay for books and fees as long as you had a full-time internship wow that's wow. part of the curriculum you had that's a full fantastic. deal then. yeah um so that's the universe telling you to do it <laughs> right right and uh i I'm, I'm just extremely blessed uh i've throughout my career i've been around some just wonderful human beings great mentors and role models um i started uh at the city of highland park in illinois uh for the listeners who have seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's mm-hmm. um, when Cameron is kicking the Ferrari out of the window. Uh-huh. That was filmed just a couple blocks away from City Hall in wow. Highland Park. Wow. How okay. cool is that? 
Great movie, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It's one of my favorite cars, by the way. So I still. Um, but uh, I, I worked. Um, uh, Tim was Tim Weiberg was my direct supervisor. He's now been a city manager for a number of years. Uh, great friend and role model for me. But uh, the the person there at, in Highland Park that was really instrumental for me in pursuing this even further was uh, it is Dave Lamardi. Uh, he's my mentor. He's like a father to me, and I talk to him on a regular basis. But he uh, was probably considered the dean of city managers for a, a good number of years, wow. president of the International Association, and just was very influential uh, in my career path. Um, spent five years there. Uh, so when I finished my my curriculum in, at Northern, I was promoted to full time. Spent a couple more years there, and. Uh, there was no no room for advancement and uh, went and uh, applied for the assistant village manager position in another, uh, what's con- what's called the North Shore uh, community in uh, Illinois, mm-hmm. the village of Lake Bluff. So it was a mm-hmm. much smaller community, but I was able to broaden my, my experience, worked in a variety of different fields that I wouldn't be able to do in larger communities. Mm-hmm. Was there for five years, was appointed interim village manager for a period of time. Um, and then uh, jumped to Lake County government, uh, which is the third largest county in Illinois. Was the assistant county manager there for five years before coming to uh, Indianola, Iowa, yep. where I where I uh, was my first manager position. And uh, we moved quality of life. My wife's a native of, of Iowa. I fell in love with the state when I did my undergrad in Iowa City. Uh, a lot of dear friends that live uh, both in Eastern and Central Iowa. And my wife and I said, this is where we want to be to, to raise our family. Yeah. So um, spent about six years in Indianola, um, did a lot of great things, worked with a lot of wonderful people, um, and uh, Marion opened up. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we are so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we're so happy that you are here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it seems like you've really just blended in uh, right away. It doesn't, it, it, to me, it doesn't seem like we even had that like transition to like mm-hmm. a city manager. It just feels like, I don't know, you're just an easy, nice person to talk to mm-hmm. with core family values. And I don't know, every time I see you, I, put, I have a smile on my face because I know <laughs> we've, the city's in good hands. And I know that that's a concern for any city anytime they go through that kind of transition. Um, so we're super excited to have you here. Well, thank you. Thank yep. you. Everybody has been just, uh, just such a warm welcome from from the team members here, from community members. Uh, even when my family and I walked into church the very first time, we were exploring which parish we wanted to belong to, and yeah. we walked in and nobody knew who we were, but we w- we were welcomed. Oh, hey, welcome. How are you? Oh, great to meet you. And when we said we were new, they said, Oh, come. they they grabbed us after church got out and were introducing us to people and said, Whatever you need, here's the information. Yeah. So, it's just it's it's. Um, it's such a blessing and it's re- very refreshing. Um, and it's, it, it, it resonates with our family's core values and mm-hmm. how, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's my turn for a question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so your work week we know is super busy, like super busy. Uh, can you walk us through a typical day as a city manager? I don't want to sound argumentative, but I don't know that I can. <laughs> uh, I, I, so when I got these questions uh, and when I was thinking through responses, I had asked uh, some team members here, I said, 
how could we answer this? <laughs> and they looked at me and said, well, is there really a typical day? Right. Um, I, you know, the, I try to, I try to build a routine. So a lot mm -hmm. of my routine starts, um, I wake up between five and five thirty, and I've got an, a morning ritual that I follow. And, mm -hmm. and that's probably the, the most, um, typical part of my day. Um, but, uh, when I get into the office, uh, we do have our, our department heads have a uh, standing check-in, mm -hmm. 8, 8.30. We check in with each other. It's a brief 15-minute uh, touch base. What's going on? What are we working on this day? What do we need from each other to help uh, support and, and make sure that we're successful? Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, um, it's just a topic. There's, there's a lot of things that pop up that mm -hmm. I need to adapt to. I do try to bring a structure to my day. Um, Thankfully, we got a, a great team here, and um, I've asked that we we try to think forward ahead uh, and, and really build out my calendar to mm -hmm. make sure that we stay on point, but I'm also there to provide the support uh, and guidance that team members need, or I'm able to address the issues of the day. Mm -hmm. um, today and, and tomorrow, are I've got a little bit more, um, I don't want to call it free time, but it's time to to get caught up on yep. some of the administrative right. things, respond to emails. Um, there are certain paperwork that I, I need to mm -hmm. sign or approve. Um, but uh, a lot of times I, I try to build a calendar out to, again, to to work on some of the strategic vision aspects of, of what we do um, earlier. That, well, this, this week in, uh, in particular is council meeting week. So... Mm -hmm. A lot of prep work goes into it, uh, working with the team members, making sure we know, um, have we have we prepared? Do we have all the answers? Um, can we anticipate the questions that might come up? Uh, what kind of communications are we doing? Um, so um, it, it, it varies from day to day. And I think, I, I don't think, I know that's one of the things that really excites me about mm -hmm. the work that we do. Um, for me, it's just, it, it keeps it entertaining and um I get bored easy, so having variety throughout <laughs> yeah. the day and throughout the yeah. week um, really helps. But, uh, you know, so if I'm a listener, I'm sitting there thinking, well, what does he do? <laughs> and, you know, I, I'll, I'll give a for instance, though, about how, how crazy uh, a day can, can mm -hmm. change. Um, right now, the legislature, the state legislature yes. is in session. Mm -hmm. And they are filing bills. Their, their bills are coming out of committees. And those bills have impacts on our community. Yes. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, there was a bill that um, was going into committee. And I pretty much had to drop everything that I was planned on working on to work with our mayor, uh, work with our local delegation on making sure that there was an awareness of the, the potential impacts, negative impacts to our mm -hmm. community and what that would do. So... Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Uh, the the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, mm -hmm. um, and and that's that's what happens a lot in in what we do. Um, and I think the the important thing, it was particularly with a job like yours, and of course our jobs are not we are not city managers, no. but I mean I I know that I have a morning routine as well, and I kind of try and think about these are things that I would like to accomplish today knowing that I probably won't yeah. <laughs> accomplish yeah. most of them because things will continually pop up. Um, so I think just the fact that acknowledging that you're going to have a day that's never typical and it's never the same and having, having those pieces of your life together so that those support those moments mm -hmm. where things are a little out there, 
um, I think that's really important uh, to have. And and if I think if people realize that kind of that you need that kind of structure, whether it's you get up at the same time every day, no matter what, even if it's five o'clock to have some quiet time to yourself, that helps you power through the day. It does. And I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to my family. Um, I've been in local government for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I have been together uh, since 2004. Uh, We've been married since 2006. And our family with we've we have the routine and there is that Mm -hmm. understanding that um, there are a lot of late nights Mm -hmm. Um, this week alone. it's been challenging because I haven't ha- been able to have dinner with my family yeah, this right. week. Um, and when things do come up and we do have to respond, um, there's often times when, you know, so when my day gets um, disrupted because mm-hmm. of uh, some event, mm-hmm. um, I have to find time to make sure that the work that, that I'm doing and, and uh, the responses that are needed from me are getting done. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of late nights and a lot of early mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, part of my routine in the morning is uh, after I complete my exercise routine, mm-hmm. having coffee and mm-hmm. getting caught up on some emails. And, yeah. um, but uh, it's, um, I love the job. It's 24 seven. It mm-hmm. keeps me busy. keeps me on my toes, keeps me fresh. I love it. And uh, you know, my family has been very supportive and uh, you know, they, we've, we've got some, um, protocols at our home <laughs> that mm-hmm. making sure that there's a good balance in, right. yep. and that uh, we work around kids' schedules. And mm-hmm. um, if, if my wife needs me to, to be the dad and instead of the, the city manager, that we, yeah. we communicate that to each other and, yep. and step up and, and make sure I'm fulfilling my obligations to my family as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, awesome. that's super, super important. <laughs> uh, and just so the listeners know, um, I know we met with you as a library staff um, back mm-hmm. in early December. And um, just to get you on the podcast schedule, it's well, now. We had you to know? plan it out yeah. a few months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked with Alicia to, to get it <laughs> till now. So if that gives any scope into kind of our community members' eyes of just how busy you can be as a city manager. Mm-hmm. You know, what Sue and I talked about a lot is obviously that first question of kind of how you become a city manager because mm-hmm. you don't hear that story a lot. It's just like so-and-so is a city manager. And it's mm-hmm. like, but what in their career what path led, led you there? there? Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the highest level, and uh, I, I can't imagine the amount of things that are in your brain on a daily basis. Um, you know, I, I like the to, sticky notes in your head. Yeah. I'd like to say that, you know, our week has been busy, but I know it, it probably doesn't, it will never compare no. to what you have to go through. And, and just to keep, I mean, it, it, when I look at it, it's like, you're our boss, you know, like mm-hmm. to everybody, 270 plus employees in the city. That's, mm-hmm. that's an incredible responsibility. And again, I'd say you're doing a heck of a job. So well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next question is uh, definitely a little egregious. We'll put it that way um, <laughs> as we talked just before you came on. Um, so w- some people have just mentioned it. And um, as somebody who's only been in Marion for three months or so now, um, I guess maybe four, something like that. Um, what would you hope to see in Marion, as far as growth and opportunity over the next 10, 15, I know I, we have 25 years mm-hmm. here, but just on that timeline, you know, trying to look further ahead. I, there's so much current now, 
and what you're mm-hmm. focused on. But if you could just look to the future and, and just goals or things that maybe you had during an interview process, you're like, I mm-hmm. could see Marion and myself doing this in the future. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, if, if I can start with, um, as I was thinking through this question, um, the, what, where I kind of gravitated uh, with my response was coming into the community. Marion is incredible. And having been in other communities um, and having just come from a community in, in six years in Iowa to here, um, the pride and passion for this community really sticks out. Um, the You don't get the sense that a lot of what's happening at the federal level, um, you, there's, a, there's the politics and the, the negativity that you read about at the different levels of government. Um, it's almost like there's this force field around Marion. And it's incredible. And I think our community has done an amazing job of ignoring that noise and working together for the community and for each other. And I don't know if it's, if it's because of the, because of the derecho. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as I think about, you know, five, 10, 15, 25 years down the road, I, um, it's my hope and, and goal to, continue on that, that path and really continue to be immune from the negative talk, the downward spirals mm-hmm. that you read about yep. um, mm-hmm. because it, it, you can see how it disrupts progress. Um, part of why I love my job and what we do is we get to help ec- extract thoughts of what the community should be. Mm-hmm. And then we get to take those thoughts and implement it. So it's not, it's not always our thoughts. It's how do we work with the community to get the input from the community? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why we're public servants, right? We work on behalf of the public to make their vision, their goals a reality. Um, and it's so exciting when I was, when my wife and I were, were looking at Marion as an opportunity, there were so many things that stuck out. Reach higher was was a, a, a tagline that really resonated with us. And then we we came here. We spent a couple weekends just driving around, looking at the the new library, mm-hmm. looking at Lau Park, walking through Lau Park, mm-hmm. just exploring what the community had to offer. And then we would sit and purposely interact with people at some of the local establishments here while we were watching Hawkeye football games. And we would we would poke and prod and. Tell us, tell, oh, you know, geez, this construction that's going on. Oh my gosh, you know, and try to see if they were going to be, you know, how mm-hmm. they would respond. And everybody was just so positive about it. We were at one store and the, the owner took me by the arm, walked me to the window and was explaining what was going to, ha- what was going to happen. Wow. And it's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it was great. And so that is so important important. And when we're all rowing together, it just, it, it makes success that much more, uh, attainable. And, uh, 
you know, we've, we've really, this, this community, this, this team does a really good job of um, engaging the community. I, I talk about the four C's, communication, collaboration, community engagement, and customer service. Mm-hmm. You need to have those three in order to figure out, the, the first three in order to figure out what kind of customer service you have to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it looks like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited to continue to the momentum and continue to work with all the stakeholders from staff members to residents, to business owners, to visitors, anybody that's really um, important to our community in developing uh, a shared vision and then implementing that vision and, and guiding that process along. But the amenities that we have here are, are really, they're second to none. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of places like to say the sky's the limit. And I really believe here that, that, that mm-hmm. there is no limit on what we can do when we do it together. And that's why going back to how I originally started is, you know, having that noise ignored yeah. and having that sense of togetherness is so important. And I'm really excited about how can we take that to the next level? Yeah. Because um, when we create that forum, really great things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because um, obviously there's a handful of city employees and, and just people who have lived here their whole life. We've got a mm-hmm. handful of people at the library and they might not notice that like you did coming in mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you don't see the political side or you you don't see the noise. But it's like you coming in, seeing that it's like it almost like makes me rethink the first time I moved to Marion and like it's like, wow, you're right. That is really true. Like if you genuinely think about it and I think of where I grew up in the city politics that occurred and still occur and it's like it's just a repetitive cycle Mm -hmm. and you come here and it's like, wow, you really made me think there because I've never really looked at Marion that way, but it is really true. So I appreciate you're an insider now, but kind of that outsider insider perspective when your family was kind of exploring here. It's that's very true. And I and I feel like Marion took a while with all of their planning and their, you know, they got all their ducks in a row and then it was just game on. Yeah. <laughs> and so much has, has happened in the last couple of years and is happening that it's just like, it's exciting to be here because there's so much new things, so many new things and so many things that people have been talking about and talking about for so long yeah. and they're finally coming to fruition and it's, it's so exciting to see it. Yeah, you, I, I have chills right now, and I know nobody can see that. Um, I was shocked when I officially started and I stepped foot in City Hall for the first day. And we started, um, it was very intentional about building my calendar. So my calendar was built out in November before I officially started. Mm-hmm. And we started with a lot of tours and getting tours of the community and different aspects, mm-hmm. different uh, road projects, different trail projects, different building projects. And they looked as if they'd been part of the community for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away to hear that some of the, oh, this road just opened up. Oh, this trail just opened mm-hmm. up. <laughs> so there, I, I can unpack that in a lot of different ways from the, the, the governmental, local government nerd aspect of me. <laughs> but but um, it's just, it's fascinating to see. And it's just, I think that's a testament to planning. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you talked about it. When people start to see that activity, activity breeds activity. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
it's when you go through the planning process, oh, well, we're working on plans. We're working on plans. It's, it's not an easy thing to visualize what these plans mean. So you have to execute on those plans. And that's what, when, when we were going through this process, my wife and I, um, we kept talking about how Marion has got a great reputation throughout the state amongst local governments for being a community of action and doing things. So you have the plans and then you execute on the plans. And when you execute on those plans, people see, oh, I understand it now. Mm -hmm. I want more. And how do we do that? And that's how you bring folks along. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ways you bring folks along. I feel like that that's what's, it's kind of like, we started and and now the momentum is just yeah. going. It was right. just going. Right. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting I, to see what else happens. Right. I mean, like just like I can't wait for the library to yeah. open up yeah. because think about uh, and and I've had this conversation with pretty much every librarian I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. um, and just how library services has evolved. It's not oh, just books. Yeah. A lot of programming and getting yeah. a tour of that facility and the programming space. Yeah. And. And it's just going to, what it's going to do for our community and mm-hmm. sense of place and sense of community and yeah. just opportunities for families is just incredible. Mm-hmm. So you see a building, you're going to expect it to be filled with books, but it, there's going to be a lot more. Yes. Yeah. The books will still be there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, and our, and our team is so excited and energized about the possibilities that we will have in this building yeah. that. Uh, we're, I mean, we just can't, we can't wait. We've been waiting for so long and we're like, we right. just got to wait a little bit longer, but yeah. right. we're and getting there. <laughs> well, and then, and then wait until our residents start yeah. going in there and they say, right. oh, this is great. But mm-hmm. what about this? And that just think about that creative, yeah. um, how that creativeness is going to start flowing from that. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of have to put the brakes on our ideas. Sometimes <laughs> I know, I, I know it, exactly. It gets a little too, okay, we got to calm down yeah. and pull back. Yeah. Okay. We have one more question sure. for you. So we know you and your family are library lovers and users. Yes. Uh, at the heart of every library are books yes. for all ages and interests. So what do you enjoy reading and do you have a favorite author? I'm going to start from with that last question. Yes, my favorite author is Jack Carr. Okay. Uh, Jack Carr is a retired Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And the last several years I've really gotten into more of the Navy SEAL um, books. Uh, I could read off a couple. I won't, but um, Jack Carr has this, um, it's a series of, um, it's a, fi- it's a, f- a fictional book, book mm-hmm. series. Um, and uh, it's, it's about a retired Navy SEAL and uh, a lot of, it's a very entertaining book. It's, it's suspenseful. Um, and uh, it follows this character through. He's just releasing uh, his, I think it's his fifth book, I just pre-ordered it just the other day, um, so I'm excited to get that. I think it comes in May, but uh, yeah, Jack Carr, I, it, it's Terminalist, True Believer, Savage Son, Devil's Hand, and I don't recall what this fifth one is, but... Um, you are a fan. Yeah. You've got them all yeah. memorized. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> Sue's going to have a section in the new library for you. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my wife, uh, a couple of times she got upset with me because... Um, I would read <laughs> and I wouldn't put it down. I think I read his last book in like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, as we talked about with my busy schedule, that, that says a lot. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, we, um, we are, we are huge library supporters. Um, 
my my mother was a retired my mother is a retired educator my mother-in-law is a huge reader um reading was something that was really important for my wife and i to um introduce our children to when they were mm-hmm. first born we'd read them a story every night we still read them stories every night good um, very good and um it's just it's it's it just opens up a whole new world as mm-hmm. and i'm preaching to the choir here yeah. but um <laughs> yeah and I mean, excursions when, uh, on weekends or, or when my wife would uh, be working during the week, she would take our children to the, to the library and mm-hmm. just check out books, check out programs. Um, our daughter is fascinated by, um, I don't know what it's called, but there's, um, it's like a little iPod that our library has. Mm. And she just loves it. I, I think it's got like books on tape for her. Okay. Um, and she's just fascinated by it. Huh. Yeah, we've got launch pads, we've got playaways. Yep. For and the kids love the playaways. The little they stick their earbuds. Earbuds in and they yeah. can listen to it. It's like an audio book, but that's, it's the, that's, that's what she likes, the it. playaways. That's it. I, I've been really pleased with the response from kids because the kids absolutely love those playaways. Yeah. And yeah. It, they're small enough for them to hold, put in their pocket. And yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. I, I love to hear the feedback. So yeah. <laughs> We have new ones coming out every month. <laughs> well, and as you said, I, I just reading, I said good because like hearing that you read books to your children, mm-hmm. obviously we iterate that a lot in the library about um, very early childhood. Reading is super important. Yes. And the fact that your kids, I'm not going to use the word tolerate, but will sit there and listen to mm-hmm. you read is a testament to your parenting skills as well, yes. because they'd rather listen to their mom and dad read mm-hmm. than pull out a phone or an iPad or a device. And we see that so much anymore. So that's really reassuring to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I, you know, said your family's got core values. And, and as you say that, that just reiterates, um, reiterates again. So uh, that's just music to my ears. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you. I, I, I will have to give a shout out to my wife, Elizabeth. She is, um, we uh, were great partners in that, but she is excellent at that. And I, I think when, when we talk about reading out loud to the kids, the kids will, and, and our son's 13, so he's, he's kind of in that different mm-hmm. realm right now, yeah. but um, they'll tolerate reading from dad when there's um, action noises. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the different voices yeah. and yeah. You know, it's all capital letters and dad, read it in that voice. And but they'll they'll tolerate more of the the longer chapter books with with Liz and mm-hmm. and kudos to my wife because if we ever do road trips, um, what she'll do is she'll bring a, a chapter book mm-hmm. and she'll say, okay radio off electronics down yep. and she's like I'm gonna read a couple couple chapters from the book and the kids they listen and, and they love it that's and great. it's it's very soothing when I'm driving and yeah. she's reading too so that's great yeah. but yeah we're we're tremendous we're huge fans of the library it's 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 essential to any community mm-hmm. and um really excited and uh, for the new library yeah. but also to to be part of a community that's got such a wonderful uh, asset here great okay so those were the questions we gave you <laughs> okay so right. we have rapid fire questions for oh, you boy. these are very easy just like okay. one word answers very easy yeah okay Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. Favorite sweet treat? Cookie dough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sue's favorite sweet treat is gummy bears. You'll learn that pretty right quickly. Right now, right now okay. it's gummy yeah. bears. Ranch or ketchup on fries? Ranch. Yes. <laughs> you know, I like them both. But You're a really, true Midwesterner. I, I, have, I have 
come to absolutely love and adore ranch on just about everything. So My son Hayden has really been influential <sighs> on getting me to the ranch side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's doing a good job. Yes. Do you say pop or soda? Pop. If you could have the car of your dreams, what would it be? We've already talked yeah, about this. Yeah, you mentioned the, it earlier. The, the Ferrari and Ferris yes, Bueller's Day Yes, that's true. Before it goes over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, for sure. Although I could probably get it for a better deal, yes. more affordable price after. I can after. fix it. I can fix it. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Well, that's all the questions we have for you. So thank you so much for being one of our, our guests. And it was great to get to know you better. Yeah, thank you for the invite. Yeah. This is really exciting and, and, and such a such a wonderful time. So thank you. And yeah. we'll, we'll have you on again. Don't worry. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe I, I'd like to say that your schedule is going to slow down, but I don't think I don't the think so. title city manager has room in the schedule. to sl- Maybe when right. you can schedule your vacation at some right. point, but... We're, we're trying to do some things on my calendar so nobody can know except for Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, it's great to just allow all of our community members and listeners to just hear a little bit more about you and, and get mm-hmm. some insight um, on all the work you do here. So once again, thank you for everything you've already done for our community. Thank you for coming on our podcast. This is uh, one of the greatest conversations I've had yeah. um, and I was really looking forward to it. So um, we appreciate it. Thank you both. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that was super fun um, yes, having Ryan on. Awesome. Um, just honestly, such a really high level conversation too. And again, I know our biggest question to each other, Sue and I, before we started recording, was just just getting to know like mm-hmm. how you get in that city manager position because yeah. it was just so interesting to us. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just really thankful for Ryan taking the time out of his incredibly busy, busy schedule, schedule. Yes. to just jump on and and have a chat with us. So mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much yeah, as we, we did. It was a wonderful conversation. Um, I think we could have talked for an hour to yeah. two if we wanted to, um, but I know he's a busy man, yep. so we're, we're getting him back to his regularly scheduled day. Regularly, I can't speak today. No, it's okay. His, his regular day. <laughs> yes. So whatever that may whatever be. Whatever that is. Right? There his is no regular day. regular day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, for everything we talked about before, uh, Ryan, again, make sure to head to our website, MarionPublicLibrary.org, um, to check out materials um, or look at events or just anything new that's happening in yeah. our library. We will continue to update you with the building mm-hmm. um, as we know more. Um, but for now, thank you so much for joining us um, yes, on this you, special everybody. episode um, and this chapter. Um, and we will see you all in Chapter 5. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.